Okay, hi everyone. So today we're back with our second episode and we're first going to start with introductions of who we are. So hi, I'm Shanti. I'm a rising junior at Oakton High School in Virginia and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm also a rising junior at West Springfield High School and my pronouns are also she, her. Hi, I'm also a rising junior um, at King Abdul Academy and my pronouns are she, her. Okay, awesome. So this week's episode is going to be about academic competition, especially in Northern Virginia and generally around our area. So we're going to talk about admissions, college admissions, the SAT, and the stigma and pressure from our families. So I guess we can just start with talking about stress in general. Do you guys have anything like you want to talk about off your mind? Yeah, so I actually moved from South Florida to Virginia at the beginning of high school. And there's like a really big difference in the kind of academic culture, I guess, that surrounds around high school and that you experience in high school. And I think that in Nova and FCPS specifically, like there's just so much stress and so much pressure put on everybody from the time they're in like elementary school to just get straight A's and just do the best humanly possible. Um, And that, you know, like an 80 isn't good. You have to get, I mean, I've I've had people be like an A minus isn't good. I have to have an A. Um, and my school doesn't do A pluses, so it's just like you want the highest A, um, even like regardless of the fact that there's not anything higher than an A. Um, so yeah, there's just definitely like a big difference between FCPS and NOVA and comparing that like to other states, even in the United States. Yeah, like honestly the same thing. So I've lived in um, NOVA my like entire life, but I've also been in private school the entire time and so I do the IB program um I think Lena does AP and um it's very stressful because not only do you have the pressure of like maybe like family like I know for me I get pressure from like my family because um I have a lot of like successful people in my family and so I have that pressure but then also the school itself like puts a lot of pressure on you because especially for me because I go to a small school like they want the name to get out and so it's this constant pressure of like you know, like, like, especially for me, they're like, oh, you're a top student, like, you need to be constantly getting A's, constantly doing this. And then when you go to them and tell them, like, hey, like, I'm stretched out too thin between extracurriculars and grades and all of that, they kind of brush it off and are like, you're being dramatic, like, you're a teenager, things get worse. Um, and I think especially with online school, like, the stress has gotten a lot worse for me personally, because... Um, I was like, I thought being online would help because I could be part of more extracurriculars when the reality is like, I was just stretching myself out way too thin because I thought that like, it would get me ahead or something. And there's just like this constant pressure, especially in Nova. Um, Do you guys know the school, Um, Thomas Jefferson TJ High School? That school is incredibly competitive. And I even tried um, like getting in. And I just remember being in the test room and like it was like five kids just in the middle of the test started crying because it was like, and we were like 14 and it was like so weird to see that 14 year olds are stressed about getting into a high school, not even like college. Yeah. And like, I think academic competition is something that really hit hits home for me because like I grew up in an Asian family, my parents all STEM, my grandfather all STEM. Like, so when they found out, oh, you're not going into STEM, you want to go into law. It was a huge thing. And STEM is such a big thing here. But another thing I wanted to talk about was like, for sure, TJ is the biggest thing here because I know so many of my friends go to TJ, so many Indians go to TJ. And one of the biggest things that's happened to me was like in elementary school, you ha- you guys know the AAP program and like elementary school. And that was probably the most stressful thing for kids because you start them off so early. Like it start- starts off in third grade, you have some sort of testing or you have some sort of merit merit qualifications, like they have to get straight A's to be admitted into the program from first to second grade. It was crazy. And I remember going into the program and like being surrounded by Indians who are all like pushing their kids to the max. So then a pattern I realized was like in elementary school, they're pushing their kids, they're doing all this stuff. And by middle school, they're basically burnt out and 
you know, you, there's nothing you can do. I was lucky enough to have, like, a mom who doesn't care that much, but then, you know, the TJ admissions came around. People found out I'm not trying out to go to TJ. They were like, what? Like, what do your parents say about this? Like, what is, like, what is wrong with you? It was such a weird thing to see, especially because TJ admissions specifically, it brought out the income-based achievement gaps where, like, students who had TJ prep classes and who could pay for it had extra advantages and it's just it's very amplified here yeah I honestly kind of relate um to you Shanti I um grew up in a Middle Eastern family so I kind of relate to like that constant pressure because um almost if not all of my family is like in the medical field um or at least the law field and so since like I was seven eight maybe like there's been this question of like what do you want to be when you grow up and like it wasn't kind of like a joking tone it was like do you want to be a doctor like why don't you want to be a doctor something like that and i mean over time i'm i'm grateful that i do kind of enjoy like science in the medical field but still like remembering that hearing like this pressure come to like a six or seven year old and then that kind of um like carried on with me until middle school. Like I remember entering ninth grade and by then I was so burnt out that like, I, uh, I finished um, my first semester with like good grades. Like I ended with A's, but I remember after I finished, I was like, oh my God, I ended with a A average. Like ugh, I didn't end with a 96 like I should have. When it, And then now looking back, I'm like, I was online or not, sorry. I was beginning to go online and my mental health was really bad. And thirdly, and A is not bad. Like, I think that that's such a big, like, thing, um, especially in NOVA. Like, Lena mentioned this earlier, where it's, like, if you have lower than an A, like, it's not even from the people around you. It's usually coming from yourself where you're, like, God, I should have done better or whatever. When you don't take into account, like, your own, like, you could have been going through something or, like, maybe you tried your best. And, like, I think that's something that people never really talk about and just continue to, like, blame it on themselves. Yeah, I really agree with like everything that you guys said and about Thomas Jefferson, like before I moved here, I had no idea about that school. And like when I moved here, I was talking to um, a few people who I played tennis with and they were like, yeah, I go to TJ. I was like, what's that? And they said, it's the school that I tested for. And I was just so um, like taken back by it, like especially because of the status that it has like in the country and everything. And I, I think it's just a really interesting concept because like definitely other areas don't have schools like that, like magnet schools that are just so amazing that when you uh, go into it, you have to test and like be some top percentile. And when you guys were talking about like the prep classes and everything, it just reminds me of the SAT and like all of these other tests that are really biased when it comes to your income because if you can't pay for the prep course then you're not going to do as well in the test and if you don't do as well in the test then you're not going to get into the school and that's just like such a big thing when it comes to like standardized testing and i mean even testing for this high school in this area um and i think like a really big thing is burnout and i had friends in middle school who were already starting to burn out in like seventh grade because they were thinking that they had to get all A's or else colleges weren't going to like like that. And I, luckily at that age, I had realized that colleges are not going to look at your middle school grades. Like that's just not something that they'll be doing. Um, and I I just think that it's sad that it's so normalized in, in our, in academia and in like, if you even call middle school academia, like it's pretty crazy that people are burning out before they even go into high school. And I think that there's just like so much that we could do about that. And I think that um, it's just really, really sad. And it's just a really big problem for us. <laughs> I think that that burnout is like really important too, because like, you don't want middle schoolers go like kind of like a situation um one of my friends had where like she went into high school and basically was like like freshman year was ready to just accept like d's and f's because she was like i'm so burnt out from middle school and it's i i don't even think it's a nova problem anymore because i have like family and friends in the bay area in california and like palo alto silicon valley like all of that and they're like it's if it's the same, if not more pressure, because again, you have all of these like um, standards to live up to, like, especially from family members. And then you have 
like generally like the area's average. So it's it's like really an issue when you're having like 14 year olds get into high school and be like, I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they still have like high school to get through. And if they choose to go to college, which is like another thing, I feel like um, it's so stigmatized, like not wanting to go to college and like wanting to take a gap year or something. And I think that's because of the burnout, because people just become 18 and they're like, I can't keep doing this for another four years or I need a break or something. And most of the time it's for mental health. And a lot of people don't understand that. And they're just like, oh, you're just lazy or you're just, you know, and that's like college admissions is a whole nother stress field. Like I was sitting with my friend the other day and realized like um, we're all rising juniors. So not this fall, the fall after where you start up like doing college apps and that freaks me out and I'm already stressing about it. And it's like, there's this like, like unspoken pressure around college admissions when you have to take into account like you're 17 years old or like maybe even 16, depending on your birthday. And like college isn't your entire life. Like there's so much more beyond college. It's, I could go on and on, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, and I think one thing that goes really unspoken about in Nova is the whole idea of working in silence. Like, you can't tell anyone your extracurriculars, you can't tell anyone what you're applying for, because then they'll apply also. Like, I specifically remember my dad is an immigrant, so he's, like, he's pushing me to go, like, a lot, whereas my mom is second generation, so she's kind of more chill about it. But I remember my dad used to always push me when it comes to sports. He'd lecture me in the car about, like, what I did wrong, or, and when I go to, like, especially sports like coming back home it was always lectures like he'd be like ask your friends what they're doing like maybe they're doing something better for college applications and these kind of conversations happened in middle school like it didn't happen last year or this year it happened in middle school and they start us out so early it's crazy like i remember in elementary school i was deemed the dumber kid because my mom didn't push me to go to do extracurriculars like fll or robotics kind of extracurriculars and i was just like whatever it's elementary school i was literally flunking out of band because i didn't like or like orchestra because i didn't want to practice and it was like that and i was just rumored as the dumb kid and now it's like it's really affecting my mental health now because over the summer last year i started pushing myself to get more and now i'm at this point where i'm like i'm happy about everything that i'm doing all my grades all my extracurriculars but now it's like if i'm not working then i'm see myself as useless because I'm like, oh, everyone else is getting ahead of you. Like, it's so dumb that you're doing this. And I'd say burnout is my biggest enemy. Like, burnout is the one thing that I'm scared of the most in my entire life, even though I know I'm going to hit it very soon if I continue at the same pace. But it's like, I just have one more year. I have, like, college applications in one year. That's what I keep telling myself. But then once I reach college, people don't realize there's a whole other spectrum of the same kind of process you have to do again. So the whole pacing of everything is exactly thrown off to a huge point. I really agree with what you said, and especially when you're talking about like when you're not doing something, you feel like you're like unproductive or that you could be doing something. And I think that's a really big issue, um, especially in this area, because you're right, that pressure is started out very young and there is that kind of like silence that I've noticed here that you don't talk about your SAT score. You don't talk about your grades, your GPA, your all the clubs you're in, anything you've gotten outside of school, like the governor's school, that's a whole nother thing. And there's this pressure from your parents that's been there since you were like in elementary school. And altogether, you end up just having the pressure like be from yourself on yourself. And being self-motivated is great, but being self-motivated and self and obsessing over having to do work or else you feel like you're unproductive or you're unsuccessful or you're going to fail in life like it just becomes an obsession like that and it's a super unhealthy process an unhealthy cycle where if you aren't doing something you feel unproductive but after you do something you feel so exhausted that you're like oh i need to rest but you can't rest until you've done something else and it's just super unhealthy and that's exactly what what, uh, leads to burnout and like this all of these things that have led up to that is preventable and it's all things that are started super young and i think that it's definitely innocent when parents are pushing you in elementary school because they just want the best for you but it's definitely something that we can notice now and we can 
like make aware to people and that we can spread awareness about and that we can help to prevent for younger kids and the younger generation. And I think like another thing that goes along with the college admissions is that I know like, I know so many people that yes, the reason that they got into college was because they got a great SAT score and their GPA was perfect. And I also know a bunch of people who that wasn't them, but they were involved in a bunch of clubs or they were just really passionate about something and they got into a great school or they went on to go to a vocational school and now they're making six figures. Like there's so many paths and you just really need to be yourself. And I think that in this area, the the scores and the numbers are pushed so much that people forget who they are. And they're just like, if I don't get a 1600, I I won't make it in life and I should just give up. And that kind of mentality is just so unhealthy. Yeah. On um, something that like both of you mentioned is like, um, especially Shantae, like with my parents. Um, again, like parents, I, I'm sure they mean it innocently. You know, they want their kids to build interests and hobbies. Um, something Lena also kind of mentioned, like that I really believe in, is like college is a is like a lottery. Like you really, like there are people who get into to schools because of their numbers and. There, I can give two examples of each. I have a cousin who got into um, Harvard because she had like great numbers and all of this. And I have another cousin who didn't have great numbers, but he had like a lot of extracurriculars and then he got into Stanford. So it's like really a jeopardy. Like you really, you really don't know. And then I, I have like a lot of friends, like siblings who the same thing happened to them. There were a lot that had like great numbers, got into um, like local or state schools. And then those who had bad numbers, but had extracurriculars and got into like ivs or prestigious schools so like that that's something that i'm trying to like um emphasize on myself now that like college is a lottery like you really can't um be so harsh on yourself if you don't get into like a a school or your dream school or whatever because like you really don't know what the admissions office is like and who who's reviewing your your work because you may read your paper your college counselor may read you like your your college essay and be like this is great, like, you can really see the type of person you are, and then you give it to the admissions officer, and they see it in a completely different way. And I think that's something that's not talked about, especially in NOVA, because everybody just expects you to get into, like, the good schools because of your numbers. And, like, that in itself is just incredibly toxic. Something that I noticed, um, like, in my school especially, like, I keep mentioning this, but I go to, like, a small school, so I don't relate to, like, the FCPS experience, but everybody in my school has some type of Middle Eastern or North African background. And most of my, especially my friends, like our parents are immigrants. And so there's this pressure from them, which I, I know they, they don't mean it in like a, a toxic way. Like they want their, they want to see their kids be happy and succeed, but it's still like this pressure from them. And then from our school to be like, get straight A's and get into honors classes and get into all these schools and have high SAT. But at the same time, you should have a job. You should be learning like hobbies. You should have all these extracurriculars. And I don't, I think a lot of adults fail to realize that like, especially now, like I think within the last 10 or 15 years, the stress for college has skyrocketed, like compared to like much before us. And it's not just that there's like a competitive competitiveness amongst like each other. And I think that led to the silent numbers that we were talking about earlier because nobody wants to talk about what they're doing um, because they're scared other people are going to apply. Nobody wants to talk about their SAT score or like I even know people who don't talk about who their SAT tutor is because they're so scared that people are going to like contact them and like try and compete for like literally a number. It's, It's really just a number that even now colleges don't really value like. I believe that the UCs, um, they they waive the SATs, I think until 2023, 2024, something like that. And George, if you live in the Nova area, you know, George Mason and GW, George Washington University, they waive the SATs. So like there's this con- like rising um, acknowledgement of like kind of how useless the SATs are because they're recognizing, first of all, the... Um, what's it called like the the gap the gap in people who like can't afford these classes and like realizing that people who can't afford them obviously are going to get better scores and they're also realizing that especially with these last two like the last two graduating classes they were able to do so many extracurriculars and like really build their resume 
without the need of the SAT and they could still see the type of person you are without it. Because really the SAT, if you've taken a class or even taken the test, you know that it's not testing you on knowledge, it's testing you on strategy and like how fast you can take the test. Like that's really what it is. And I think that's also unfair to people who have like, who are like um, neurodiversity or like people who have like, like me, like anxiety, because you really can't focus on the test. And it's like such um, like a, 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 an imbalance between like different types of people. Yeah, like I see we're focusing on the topic of like college admissions. And one thing I'd say was like the whole idea of the Ivy League and prestige and everything. It's so stigmatized if you go to something like or a place like George Mason or I'd say even UVA in some forms like some people would say it's an in-state school it's so easy and I was obsessed with the Ivy League for a good year and I'd say I still am and like I know it's a really bad habit to be or something that's really bad to be obsessed with but it's like it's put in your brain it's drilled into your brain of prestige and everything and one thing I remember is like in the past year I think I've grown a lot academically more than my family would like me to grow and I always see any opportunity that I'm like talking to a college student who goes to an Ivy League I'm like hey can I talk to you about you know my extracurriculars like let me know how I'm doing blah 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 and it's gone so far to the point that I'm branded as the college kid like even though I don't go to college like people introduce me as like oh she's obsessed with college and she's obsessed with prestige and it's not like it's not something I'm not willing to admit because it's a horrible habit. I know like prestige isn't everything. It's about the fit to a school, but just like the whole idea of proving people wrong and what they think of you because you know, you work in silence. So you never know how someone is doing academically, but you know how other people think of you. It's like that whole idea of getting back at them like, hey, I got into Columbia or I got into Harvard. Like, look at me. Like, you didn't even know the entire time. It's that whole idea that's been pushed into your brain since elementary school, especially if you weren't doing as good in your younger years, which is crazy. I so relate to that because I was, I remember being like six years old and like being put in a Harvard hoodie because everybody was like, Ayat's going to get into Harvard. Like, she is going to be the one who goes there. And I had this obsession with getting into, like, I think Harvard was the main one that I, like, really, really wanted. And, like, I'm basically just repeating what Shanti said, like, this entire podcast. Like, I really relate to that, especially the last year. I've been, like, there's no need. And sometimes with a lot of um, prestige schools, I won't necessarily say Ivy, but with prestige, sometimes you're just paying for the name. Like, sometimes the education you can get at a prestige school, you can probably get at, like, a low, like, um, like Mason or something like that. And um, I think I really relate to that because I remember my dream school for so long has been Harvard. And more recently, it's been like a UC just because I love California. But like, that's just how it's been. There's something else Shanti mentioned, but I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I kind of want to go back to the neurodivergence topic for like the SAT and standardized testing in general. Um, I am neurodivergent. I have ADHD. And I think that it's not an accident that getting a 504 which is a plan to accommodate your disability is kept mostly a secret in school um i did not learn about it until this year this is until i guess last year my sophomore year and luckily that was before i took the sat and i was able to fight to put one in place for myself so that i could have extended time um but my sister was not able to and my sister has very severe adhd and so taking the sat was horrible um, and completely unfair because someone who is neurodivergent and who has issues with reading or issues with focusing and takes medicine for that and has like a diagnosis and everything like that should be enough in order to get you more time if you need it or if you need some other kind of accommodation like bigger text and that should be stapled everywhere all over the school if they actually cared about having people who need accommodations getting their, com their getting their accommodations um i yeah i've talked to so many people who are in college now and who are like oh i have adhd but i never got a 504 and that's just because the process is so incredibly complex and just so obscure from the whole world and all of the uh students in high school and like, I also think that um, for Ivy League schools, it's 
it's like it's a hard subject because I've definitely also had that kind of thought process like I need to prove everybody wrong especially because I've been compared to my older sister like my whole life um and now that like I'll be the only person in the house um because she's going off to college it's kind of like I want to prove people wrong I want to go to a better school or you know those kind of like self-centered comments or thoughts that you have but it's having like a parent like my mom went to columbia and ucla and having that pressure when i was younger was a lot and i think as i've grown up i've been able to talk to her more and i think that the reason why she wants me to go to a good school is because she wants me to like finish what she didn't get to finish or like continue on her legacy um but i just i know that also from hearing other people's experiences being at Ivy League, it is the name is wonderful, but if you've gone from being the top student at your school, you're thrown into a pool of top students. You are no longer the big fish. You are a very small fish in a pond of super smart people. And having that transition is a really hard for a lot of people. And I know that I won't be able to cope with that. And I know that I won't be able to also like justify paying so much money for school i think also is another thing um where it's like i want to apply to a variety of schools because i want to be able to get a scholarship get financial aid so i'm not suffering in the future with student loans and i choose having a future without loans over having a harvard diploma where i could get the same degree somewhere else and i wouldn't have to go through so much stress and be put through such a, I mean, I'm just saying stressful, but it was really stressful. I mean, I cannot imagine being in a school that has just like the top 1% from every other school ever. <laughs> yeah, I really relate to um, what both of you were saying about like, kind of want to prove people wrong because I've also had that pressure. Like I think out of the nine cousins I have, six or seven went to like IVs or at least prestigious schools like NYU, um, USC, like schools like that. So there's there has definitely been that pressure and that pressure has turned from like telling me to go into the schools to me being like, I am in the top like five of in my grade. Like I need, to, and I remember um, in seventh or eighth grade, Abrar um, Omesh came to our school to like speak to us and she was just talking being really really nice and then i remember her asking like um which one of you wants to go to an iv so like little 13 year old me stood up and was like i want to go to harvard i want to go to columbia like something like that and i just remember like my entire grade like laughing at me and like it was from that moment i was like i'm gonna get into these schools because i want to prove them wrong and i want this and it took a lot of like self-reflection to be like i shouldn't be doing things to prove other people wrong or to satisfy them because in the end, like, my, my education is my education. Like, I don't study and I don't do things to please other people, to please society, if we want to go that far, or even, like, my parents. Because I I know my parents have this pressure on me, but I also know, especially with my mom, like, my mom, it's really for them more about, like, being genuinely happy. I think especially with the pandemic, they saw that I'm way too harsh on myself. Like, I, I stress myself out way too thin. And I think from that, they saw, like, we can't keep putting this pressure on her to go to these kinds of schools because she's going to go there and God forbid, like, like hurt herself because she's going to be so stressed out. And I know people like that. I know people who transferred from like NYU to their state school because they could not handle that type of pressure. And I think that it's just really unnecessary because that, that pressure starting from eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, like I know friends who have started feeling pressure from sixth grade. It, ultimately makes you like not enjoy high school when you like should like I feel like is so glamorized in movies and like shows and whatever that we think of it as like a time to like find ourselves <laughs> like something like that and it is a time where like you're a teenager like this is the time for you to have fun but instead you're spending these like four years where you're still you're still like a kid if you really think about it you're spending it like prepping for the future do like filling up all your after school hours with extracurriculars and what is it it's like just to you know go to a school you might not even want to go to like i know people who are really just 
applying for schools that they don't want to go to but it's because of family or like their friends or whatever because there's this like pressure to like you're the you like for me i'm like coined as like the ucla girl because like i really want to go there and it's just that extra pressure of being like okay i can't give myself a break for the next hour because i've got to do xyz project even though like you you have to take into account that like you can't fit everything on your resume and not everything is as important like i think something i really learned from my cousins is that um it's quality over quantity like you shouldn't be forcing yourself to do 10 or god like 20 extracurriculars if you're not passionate and enjoying it i think it's more important to put yourself in three or five like clubs or, or like extracurriculars that you enjoy and find like um like you're excited to do like i know for me personally like i i i genuinely get excited to do lead piece work because i think it makes a difference and i think it's also a reason why i dropped so many clubs um this year because i was just like i'm not enjoying this i'm doing this just to put it on my resume and that's pretty much useless like i i should not i should be spending that hour from my club time resting like i i shouldn't be kind of forcing myself to do this just so a college can look at it for five seconds if I'm not like genuinely passionate about it. And like, I can totally relate to the whole extracurriculars thing because in ninth grade last year, I didn't do anything. I wasn't in any clubs except debate, which helped me with my ground here. But then sophomore year, I remember the very beginning, I was dedicated. I was very, very dedicated. I met with my college counselor. I started joining like tens of clubs. And I'd say this past year has been very stressful, but I wouldn't trade it because I've gotten into such an academic flow that it's helped me, but also at the same time, it's like I've grown so much for it from it. And one thing that's really hit me hard was like extracurriculars, especially all of my extracurriculars, if you line them up, they all relate to racial equity in some form because that's what I'm passionate about. But then I see people accusing me left and right, like, oh, she's just doing that for college. She doesn't even care about the actual topic. But I'm like, no, I genuinely care. Like, I started this because I care about it. I started this because I care about it. Like, look how these two connect. And they're like, oh, it's just college. Like, it's because the whole narrative of extracurriculars turned from, you know, NHS, all blah, 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 varsity, soccer, whatever, to your actual passions, it's impacted people in a different way. Like, I'd say for sure, I've been gotten so many accusations that, like, it's crazy for people to think that because it's come to this narrative where it's like people are scared of success. Like, no matter what that other person is doing, you're always like measuring yourself to them. And I definitely see that in a lot of different things. Like if someone gets a debate award that I didn't get, I'm like crazy over it. And I'd say debate in all these different public speaking clubs are my biggest enemy because debate is so toxic for me. Like I'll admit it, it's very toxic. I go in, I'll like lose something, I'll cry a little bit and then I'll be like, okay, let me go back to my notes from the rounds. Let me reenact the rounds and try and get like, what should I have said here? What should I have said here? And I've met with like a lot of therapists about this and they've all said it's crazy that I do this. But it's like at the same time, I feel a lot better when I'm doing it. I'm like, I know it's crazy, but if I feel like I'm working towards something, I feel so much more accomplished even though I shouldn't be, and even though it's bringing me a step closer to burnout, it just, my brain is like, I don't care at all. Because I know, like, my dad is an immigrant. He always says, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then these little snark comments from my family where they're like, oh, Shanti's gonna be the rich one out of all of the cousins. Like, Shanti's gonna build a mansion. Like, don't be so rich and snobby. I'm like, okay, whatever. But deep down, I know that if I do get rich, it's gonna be like that. And if you continue working like this for the rest of your life, like you neglect family because I know I go into 10 meetings a day with different organizations, different extracurriculars, I'm losing time with family. Like I remember specifically, I spent so much time with this one organization for very long hours at night. They dropped me eventually. And I'm like, you dropped me after I spent X amount of hours at night like that should I I should have spent with my family should have spent having dinner with my family especially people who come from across the world and it's just crazy because you give up so much of your other life 
just for that one college admissions officer officer to say no you're not what we need or yes you are what we need but then you're like oh i'm gonna turn down that school because of prestige it all comes down to that one admissions officer and i saw this one picture like earlier where it was like if your college admissions officer isn't having a good day or they didn't have their morning coffee that could affect your decision so much and that's just so crazy like your entire quote-unquote life in your mind is put into that one person's hands yeah i i mean it's really crazy when we think about it like that and i and honestly like thinking about it like that is the truth and i think that it's really insane that high school is like by all of my teachers i'm always told oh why are you struggling why do you need extra time for for x assignment like these are the happiest years of your life you're in your teen years these are these are like where you're happy where you're just partying all the time and i'm here like what what are you talking about i'm studying every day doing you know i'm on the tennis team i'm doing nonprofit organizations i'm doing school affiliated organizations you know all of these things and i don't have like Shanti said, I have no time for family. I have all of these other things like hobbies that I want to do, but I can't start them because I have a meeting to go to or I want to take a nap because I just came home from a nine hour work day, but then I have to go to practice or something like that. And I think that having this mentality or having this kind of schedule, just like without thinking about it, because this, this, this is just the schedule I have, having that be concrete in my mind um like shanti said earlier like i don't even think about it it's just something that i do and then i know that i'm getting closer to burnout and i know that sometimes i feel very mentally exhausted and i need to take a break but i can't because i quote unquote don't have time um i think it's really important though to create time for that and i'm really trying to do that i am cutting back on clubs that i participated in because i have realized like as we were saying um that really the only things that matter are what you're passionate about and if you can talk about it and if it really is making your life more enjoyable and better and it's benefiting your like not just your happiness but also your intellectual like intelligence i don't know that's that's really redundant but anyways if it's like benefiting you at all then it's something important but if it's something that you're just a part of because you pay $10 and you want to put it on your college applications, then it, it doesn't really matter. And I feeling bad about that is so common, like feeling bad about dropping a club or feeling bad about not applying for some sort of leadership position in the club that you're in. Um, it's looked down upon and it's like really, it has a negative connotation. And I think that we, especially in this area, it's, is really something that we need to talk about more. And mental health is something that we never talk about. Um, and the effect that these competitions that we do, winning you know, fourth place as, as opposed to third place, which gets on the podium, like it has a big impact on you. And as Ayat was saying earlier, like if your friend is successful, then sometimes you feel a little upset and that's a little, and I, and like knowing that makes me feel selfish, but I know that it's true. And I've seen it in other people too, that if you have a friend and they're applying for a leadership position in a club, you don't even have to be in the club and they get it. You feel a little bit knocked down yourself, even though you weren't contending for that position. It's just like, oh, they're going to get into Columbia and I'm not going to because they won the position of, you know, vice president or president in this club. And yeah, it's just so arbitrary. Yeah, I, oh my God, I could not tell you how many times the past two years my dad has been like, why have you been in your room all day? Because I remember it like with online school, I would, I would finish classes at two and I would work until maybe four or five, have a meeting, work again, and then have another meeting. And then maybe I'll go down and grab like a granola bar and come back up to my room and work until 10 or 11. And my dad would just be like, um, like, how could she spend that much time in her room? Like, you know, like he doesn't mean in a mean way. He's just like, why, like, why is she spending so much time? And it's, it's schoolwork. I also like edit a lot of my friends' papers. So I'm like always doing that. I have like organizations, extracurriculars. And like Lena was saying, I have so many hobbies that I want to do. Like I have been, since I was 12, I've been wanting to write a book. 
and I just have not had time because I am just so busy and I really thought summer I would have the time and I don't because I filled up my summer with summer programs like pre-med programs writing programs etc something that I also like want to touch back on is like the thing about with you know, your friends and like when they achieve something because I have like a really good friend and she um like got into all these like amazing summer programs and like they're for things that for her career choice like she wants law and I remember like when I when I heard her like she got in whatever I, obviously I was so excited for her but I was like I, I should have applied like I should have tried when I know that's not something I'm gonna enjoy like I just want it for just to say I did it and I think that comes back down to quality over quantity because I have friends who are doing like five ten summer programs and are like burning themselves out to the end and thankfully I decided to just do um four and like make sure that there's things I, I genuinely want to do and I think that's um really important something also like equally as important is like mental health because I know for me I've had to take so many mental health days from school and I wouldn't say that like when my mom would call in to like say I'm like gonna be absent she'd just say like absent from my online classes she'd be like she's sick and I am mentally but I, schools don't accept that as as a reason so my mom would just say oh she has a headache oh she has a stomach ache which side effects of mental health and i think that's something that fcps and like schools in general like need to work on on like making sure that kids have a mental health day because i really i genuinely don't believe they understand the stress that we go they might see us like you know working extra long hours but i don't think they see us like sending crying pictures with a peace sign like I, I, they don't see that stuff they don't see how mentally like everybody's exhausted like you like kind of like Shanti was saying like it's gotten to a point where for me I'm just like I would rather be mentally exhausted than uh and like do this extracurricular and give my and work this extra hour than take a break and read or something like that because uh, I've just ingrained in my mind that col college is my life and I know it isn't and it's a process to to kind of make myself um, not know that and like de-normalize it in my brain um, but I think that's a process that should also like spill out into um, school in general where we should kind of be denormalizing like um, basically like stretching yourself too thin and like like putting your own health at risk for a college and like shanti was saying your college admission officer could have a bad day and that could be the reason you don't get into xyz school and i think that's very scary and but that should also be a reason that you tell yourself like it is not the end of the world if you don't get into your dream school or a school period because community colleges exist gap years exist like you have there are so many things that you can do um there's so many backup plans that's what I, like that's the main thing there's so many backup plans and college like i've said this a hundred times already it's not the end of the world it is not like the end of your life like there's so much that goes beyond college watch any sitcom if you don't believe me okay like so much goes beyond college and i think it's it's really sad that in in high school and like in your teenage years you put everything towards college even if it's something you're passionate about like Shanti was saying like I feel the same thing like there are a lot of things I join and I get accused of just doing it for college but anyways like so much goes towards college that you don't get to enjoy your life you don't get to see your family like I literally as we're recording this I have half of my fam my extended family downstairs and obviously I love being here but my point is that we give up so much including our family to do these things for college and we don't kind of realize like it's it's effect on our mental health but i think also has an effect on the people around us like i know with my little sister she has not been feeling um the best because she's like I, you're always in meetings you're always busy you never have like you don't have time to play with me i mean she's a little kid so it's not that harsh but you, do you get what i'm trying to say like it's really sad that every everything is toward is guided toward college and you don't get um time to really like enjoy your life yeah and like um one thing that people don't realize and it's like really ironic but like before i start with that is it's really ironic because you guys were talking about hobbies and everything and i've been a graphic designer using photoshop canva whatever for like three years now i did it on the side for a long time and then i joined my first organization in june 2020 as graphic design and then that launched me into this whole thing but then that's so weird to me because my one hobby that I thought 
would just be something fun launched me into a whole whirlwind of stress and college admissions and everything. And it's just the extracurriculars field is so weird because networking is everything, especially with extracurriculars and nobody talks about that. Like if you know someone, they're going to give you a tip for this organization to join and then they're going to give you a tip for this application for that leadership position. And it's so weird because you know, you join these different things and you don't realize like, oh, I'm just making friends, whatever. But then it's like, oh, I'm friends with this person, but look at their accomplishments. They're a lot less than this person. Should I be friends with this person to get there? And I've noticed it a lot more than I should be. And I've like, thankfully, I haven't fallen victim to it. But the whole extracurriculars field can also be very discriminatory especially with in-person school coming back, I think the virtual setting has changed it a lot more where like commuting to school is already hard enough for some families and thank God for bus transportation, but then other organizations adding on to that when some organizations are not staying virtual anymore, they're going to in-person and meetings and whatever, it's going to be a lot harder for a lot of those people who don't have the opportunity or don't have, you know, their parents aren't lucky enough to have that advantage of being able to drive them somewhere or they don't have a car or something like that and it's just something we don't realize that income-based achievement gaps are everywhere like everywhere you see it not just in academics you see it in extracurriculars you see it in literally just your hobbies some people might have more resources for their hobby than others and it's so not talked about that i think people are just suppressing it because they don't want people to like what is a word invalidate their successes because of it because they're like oh you have finances you can do that you can do that you can do that because then you're not equally as hard working and it's just nobody wants to talk about it because they don't want to see themselves as less successful than they are i think that's a really good point and the irony of that situation where it's like you kind of catch yourself choosing your friends based on their academic accomplishments is it's just so relevant. And I I think that nowadays, and mostly in person, I noticed this where like, if somebody is not taking the classes seriously, like even in ninth grade, you were kind of like, oh, well, I don't wanna be partnered with them or I don't wanna be friends with them or talk to them or sit with them at lunch because it's not gonna benefit my college applications. And thinking about that now that I know more is just kind of appalling to me because I know that college is four years of my life while undergrad is and then there's you know my whole life as I had said and now I'm 16 years old right now and I've been thinking about college for like the past 16 years (laughs) so it's like all of my life leads up to college and then what if I don't get in I feel like that's the worry for everybody and then having that your mental health, your physical health, everything lie on this one admission is detrimental. And it's something that could cause something really bad and could cause a major fall off of a cliff for your mental health. And it's just not a good situation. And as Shanti mentioned earlier, like therapy is also not talked about at all. And I, as someone who has been in therapy since sixth grade, I know how much it's helped me and I know how bad of a situation I would be in right now if I hadn't gone to therapy before. And I think that having those resources, not just a school counselor who has a degree in like education, but having resources like, oh, you can go to a therapist's office, a counseling office, and you can you know, see someone who specializes there for your stress, for your anxiety, for your OCD, ADHD, everything. And that's just like a really big resource that a lot of people don't know about. And then also going off of like the financial situation, even with therapy, if you don't have good insurance, then you're going to have to pay some crazy amount for each, each copay. And also on top of that, the price of the, the sessions. And that's, unfair because then it's like okay so someone who has uh more financial more stability in their financial situation is going to have better mental health so that's one thing and then also they're going to have better education because they live in a better area they're also going to have better sat scores because they pay for better sat prep classes and then it's just like 
all of these things plus the applications they cost money cost money to apply to places like it's crazy and i mean another thing that we don't think about is scholarships to these ivy league schools like if you don't get one then you're going to be paying a lot of money and then also if you're living in california or new york you have to pay to house yourself and to feed yourself and some people don't have the luxury of having parents who have saved money for them for college or who have prepaid for college or whatever the case may be. There's just all of these situations that rely on your financial situation. And that's something that we don't think about a lot. And I think that a lot of lower income students um, in this area, especially, they compare themselves to people and they don't that that's the reason why and that there's this corrupt system in place and then they blame it on themselves and then their mental health just deteriorates even more yeah oh my god everything lena said like i basically agree like there is so much i i think the reason that that therapy isn't like provided in schools and like obviously there's not like a, a justifiable reason is that it's again i've like it's so normalized to feel stress, it's so normalized to feel like college is your world. And it takes a lot of self-reflection to be like, it really isn't. But the issue, even if you if you realize that, again, like like Mina said, you you may not be able to afford therapy, your family might not be okay with it. I know for me it took a lot, like a lot to talk to my parents and be like, listen, like my anxiety is so bad. Like I I can't keep doing this. Like I need a therapist. And, you know, thankfully I was, I was able to get one, but I know there are people whose parents won't allow them. There's people who can't afford it. And it's, it's just the reason for it is because they're like, you're, it's, you're supposed to trust even worse than that. Like, are you really worse is hearing it? It only gets worse. Like you're only going to have worse stress. And that just creates more fear. Like, at least for me, I get more scared because I'm like, it's it gets worse than I know it is but I'm just like oh my god it gets worse that's just that's just a whole issue with my anxiety like my anxiety just hears that and is like ah (laughs) that's great but yeah it it just really sucks that especially with the scholarship that's a whole nother stress like in itself like I I think also there's a lot of scam scholarships like that what's that one website Unigo or something and like it really just just is a scam because you will work hard for these scholarships and it ends up it's not like a real a real scholarship and there was something else Lena said that i really wanted to mention but yeah i i think just if you take anything away from this um from listening to this podcast is like college isn't the end of the world like try and enjoy your teenage years like thankfully my mom um she grew up in like europe and like um the united states so she um isn't like as harsh as my dad who grew up in the middle east but she's more like when she sees me stressed out and like overworking myself she has like taken my laptop away and been like you cannot keep working like you are you're going to fall apart and i wish more parents like were were like that and like realize that their kids are on on the brink like they are literally not not going to be able to keep going and like we've said in the beginning of this podcast like they're going to be incredibly burnt out like I know people who have um, been like very smart and very like academic motivated their entire lives and are now like rising seniors and are just like, I'm not gonna apply, I give up. I don't wanna keep doing this. So if you take anything away from this podcast, like give yourself a break, first of all, like college isn't the end of the world. Like there's so much more beyond that. And I think also there's so much help to seek. Um, there's that one website or organization it's called like Better Health. And I think they give you like trials and things with like therapists um, and they like provide aid for um, if you apply for it. So there's that source um, if you need it for therapy. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say we're at 53 minutes. So you guys can just go ahead with your closing remarks if you want. So the thing that like I would want people to take away from this episode is just talk to your peers about how you're feeling as you can see and hear from us talking about this here we're three people who live in nova and i'm sure everybody else can relate to this who's our age in high school or even has graduated like everybody is feeling the same way and you have so much in common with everybody else and 
those fears instilled in you that like somebody's going to take your idea to apply to the same college and then they're going to get in and you're not going to like that's just arbitrary and so false and just it's only it only exists in our minds because like it's something that we're told to fear so that we don't have good relationships with people because people tell us that friendships aren't important and that you know in high school you should just work hard so you can get into a good college but no please talk to your friends about how you're feeling ask them how they're feeling and check up on each other because people can hide how they're feeling mentally and it's really detrimental when it gets to that point so yeah just remember there's other options if you feel like you don't want to go to college then you don't have to go to college don't force yourself to pay for an education that you don't want or that you're not going to be able to complete and for a degree that is just going to sit in a drawer like there's vocational schools there's internships there's everything and i just definitely like do research and find something you really love and that you're passionate about and that is not going to tear you down like tear down your happiness and all of your soul and everything so that you can appease other people around you 110 percent agree with like everything lena just said talk to your friends like i think that was the biggest thing that came out of the pandemic was like i talked to my friends and realized like everybody is stressed out and i think talking to each other um especially like people you trust definitely definitely helps um another thing i think um that lena also talked about um do things you're passionate about don't because that like doing things you're not passionate about you're not going to look forward to it you're going to be like dreading it so whether that's an extracurricular a class your like your career your major whatever it is i you're not going to find enjoyment you're only going to find enjoyment in what you're passionate about and so why waste your time on anything else if you enjoy graphic design go for it if you enjoy law and debating go for it like whatever it is you enjoy go after it because that's the only thing that's going to make you happy also happiness over over money sorry (laughs) yeah and i guess my closing statement would be i just want to acknowledge that a lot of the things said here like all the academic competition and everything i'm very much a victim of and like i know i've perpetrated a lot of academic competition with my friends and I apologize for that but at the same time if you're on the same boat with academic competition and that's drilled into your brain brain like please remember also the effects that you're having on other people not not just mentally but also think about income-based achievement gaps especially because I hate how that's not talked about in FCPS at all like your academic resources that you pay for are giving you an advantage yes but at the same time, just think about those lower income families who don't have those opportunities and those bright minds who are in the same boat as you, but just don't have those advantages. So I would say try and find some time in your schedule if you can, not just for your own mental health, but also to provide resources or provide like, you know, any kind of help you can to those lower income families, whether that be tutoring them or helping them in some way or just like having them as a shoulder to lean on or just giving your own shoulder to lean on, that's something that I think would really help like everyone and just our community and FCPS and Nova in general because friendliness is something that we're stigmatized, was was very stigmatized, especially here. Like your feelings are seen as a vulnerability and that's crazy to me. So just think about all the different things that you're perpetrating or just the mental health stigma that's around FCPS especially and one thing I did want to mention about the whole therapy thing and relating to feeling as a vulnerability like I've been going to therapy since third grade and then I stopped for a little bit but I originally got like went into therapy in third grade because of the stress of college especially college like I specifically remember one memory in my first therapy session or one of my first therapy sessions she asked me to draw a picture of the things that i'm most stressed about and college was like number three on that list as a third grader which is something that we need to acknowledge especially if you have younger siblings whether that be just helping them out with school or just having them you know not put as much pressure on them that's something that you would you should especially do and Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Anybody else has last comments before we end? Give yourself breaks. Like, we've said this so many times, you're going to hear it all over those Instagram infographics, but like, please do it. 
your mental health is the one of the most important things and it, it it's more important than having a meeting or having an extra hour of classes like you really should be prioritizing your mental health over everything and again like everything lena and shanti said especially shanti like i have also been victim of all of these all the things we talked about and i apologize to who that affected um but i think that's part of the process of like like um de-learning that and like teaching yourself on how to be a better um person yep totally and we are hitting one hour or one hour in like four seconds so we'll end it right here but thank you to all our listeners and thank you to lena and ayat for sharing their stories for this episode we'll be back with another episode we're not doing weekly anymore but we're doing every other week and 